0: Hey, uh, welcome back to another episode of Cowboy and with the Cowboys of Dixie. Today we have Miss Cindy Dehoff. Cindy, how are you?
1: I'm great today. How are Good. you?
0: I'm I'm doing great. Now, if you guys don't know who Miss Cindy is, she is the mother of the fancy lady cowgirl, Miss Courtney Dehoff. Um, so what do you uh so Cindy, tell us a little bit about cuz your daughter is known within the western industry as like she's she's a trendsetter she started this trend to make everyone feel accepted within the western community and she it just took off to where everyone i speak to about like every everyone i speak to i don't even have to bring up your daughter's name they just instantly go back to they felt accepted because of this and it doesn't matter and it's from people who are fifth generation cowgirls all the way up to people who didn't grow up in ag and just decided to, to join it later on like all of them she's all, always on the inspiration list and so that's why I wanted to have you on this podcast because obviously she didn't teach herself all of this stuff obviously she got it from the amazing woman that you are um
2: oh, and just speaking pod. with you,
0: <laughs> and just speaking with you, just just through like our 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 DMs and messages and everything, I see exactly where where Courtney gets gets her humility and 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 her proudness from. So tell me first first and foremost, um, what do you how do you feel seeing the impact that your daughter has had um within uh, the Western community?
1: Amazed, um, very. Even though it's been almost a year and a half, I guess, since she started this during the pandemic, I'm still amazed, kind of shocked. And if you knew Courtney as a little girl, she was actually shy and shy enough that through high school and even college, one of her best friends, they missed a whole year together because they both were shy and on the rodeo team. And eventually, I think they both thought the other and then take this on is every once in a while, I'm just like, is this the same kid? (laughs) So, but, um, the humility, that's just part of being an agriculture kid. I think, I I hope, I mean, Mm -hmm. I think, you know, so that part, but yeah, I I still am amazed. And, you know, when people come up and talk to her and I'm standing there, I'm like, why are you talking to her? (laughs) And I think she inside sometimes walks away and goes, I don't know that person. And, you know, we're just, it's like shell shocking. (laughs) Yeah.
0: Yeah. And so, so tell us, so you talk about her being a a kid and shy. Tell us more about her childhood when she was, when she was a kid, how was she? Cause I know you guys grew up, uh, within the Western, or I know she grew up within the Western Western community with you guys. Um, so, so how was she as a kid?
1: She was, um, very like, she still is super focused. She's my first and then her little sister, seven years younger, polar opposites. Um, Courtney, I think because I was raised on such a ranch, I'm the oldest in my family, and then I have three younger brothers, and I was treated by my dad. My brothers will argue, but I did the same things they did, and I never, and I married Tim, you know, we met in college, and he came from a Scimitol background, but he was not, he raised cattle, but I would not say cowboy, and my dad created the monster that my children are by sending retired ranch horses to our house to eventually die and you know my kids got to riding them and just Courtney was just a horse you know a little girl who loved her horses and ponies and then I did 4-H so I put her in 4-H and then I don't really even know but we got into junior rodeo and I think it was my dad gave her a little horse he bought it off you know, a horse traders auction and Courtney discovered she'd jump logs and run barrels. So we started doing barrels in 4-H and pretty much by the time she was probably 12 or 13, we were kind of asked to not be in the horse program of 4-H because Courtney rode the kind of horses that, you know, came in and did not walk through a (laughs) gate. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, she spent a lot of her childhood with a bat beating her pony down the road as far as she could and then turning it and letting it run to the barn as fast as it could and you know might have set up some trees to jump in the middle and then it would take her 20 minutes to batter all the way back down and just always but yeah. once she got a little bit of the rodeo in her and then also we have i grew up with black cattle angus cattle and we've kind of merged and now we have angus and we showed you know pretty much from 4-H level all over the United States and the Junior Angus Association. So she, I don't know, I just, I guess, and every once in a while people would go, you know, I, I wasn't one of those mothers who didn't put my kid in danger. <laughs> Some of the things I look back now, I'm like, wow, I could have got her and myself killed. But you know, that's, I, and that's one of the things that sometimes baffles me, you know, and it's usually Facebook where people say things that you're like, really? You, We can see who you are, but people Uh, you know, where she lives in the urban area right now and is, you know, can really dog on her about. And I just want to say you were not there on the flatbed of a truck when I was driving and she was holding a dead calf and I didn't know the cow had jumped on the flatbed with her. I mean, you know, just that kind of kid, just a typical ranch kid, no fear, you know, just, and I raised my girls just like you would boys. So they, you know, they know no different and they have, you know, respect and love animals and work ethic. And, you know, I'm proud how she turned out.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And so, and, and she was, whenever I was, uh, speaking with her, she was telling me about, um, how she went through the moment of like, like, or she said she still has moments where she'll, she'll post something like whenever uh she talked about whenever she posted the Beyonce being posted on on the cover of um I forgot which magazine but it was a magazine and a cowboy hat
1: I think it was Vogue but I can't remember either (laughs) yeah and she
0: and she was talking about how um whenever whenever it happened she received a lot of like hate mail and messages and comments about it and she was like and And one of the unique things that she mentioned was that like the first person she called was her mom to tell you about it and like to, to ask you what you thought about it and everything. And so that's what made me also like really want, like really want to be interested in interviewing you because like to this day, um, she still turns to you and she, she brought it up a million times how she still turns to you for, for advice. Um, I'm
1: her, I think I, I'm her sounding board and as a, mm -hmm. she was a good high school teenager, my other one was a teenager. Courtney was, you know, or maybe she was smoother at it. Cause I don't remember ever having her just balk it, you know, like I might've told her how to run a barrel pattern. And then she ignored me and the next girlfriend's mother told her, you know, what to fix. And she was like, Oh, you know what? Miss Marilyn told me. And I'm like, I told you that same thing, but she always, but yeah, we've had, we have a, and I think it's unique maybe. And I would, wouldn't trade it for the world but and sometimes I can tell I annoy the dickens out of her on the phone she'll call me just like something like that and I'll tell her my perspective as an older person and why she took the heat for it and you know I can tell she's that offended her or you know just like you are when you're mad at your own brother or sister but yeah. you know and that and I I when she posted it I didn't know she was going to do it and I'm I'll be honest I'm not a huge fan of Beyonce and it's not because of, it's sort of her TV start her, you know, her life, her lifestyle, I guess I would not, you know, she has good music and all, but, and I told Court I go, you're gonna especially on Facebook where it's an older agriculture following. I go, they're going to roll you. And they did. Mm-hmm. And, you know, her whole thing was, if someone buys a cowboy hat and like supports agriculture or rodeo, you know, and she's right, that's a good thing. But, you know, she's way braver than I was. I wouldn't have posted it. <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah yeah, and that's one thing that because she had asked me she had asked me whenever she interviewed me of how I felt about it and and I think I had the same views as you as I mean she's a good musician and everything but I feel like if if you're gonna um I like I, well I understood both both sides of the story because right. I definitely understood Courtney's yeah. side because Courtney Courtney the, and one special thing about your daughter that I, that I've noticed from the little time that I've known her is she always thinks of the big, the bigger picture.
2: Right. And so
0: everything she looks at, she looks at more than just the surface level of it. She looks past the surface level into the, the future and the bigger picture. And so she was seeing it as like, okay, maybe she's not a real cowgirl. Maybe she doesn't even know how to ride a horse. Maybe she has never cowboyed a day in her life, but she's bringing a lot of eyes to the agriculture community, a lot of money to the agriculture community that wouldn't be able to come here without her. Um, And so she was saying like in a, in a couple of years, that's going to benefit us when all of these people are going to rodeos and giving the rodeo cowboy this money and giving Right.
1: Or like her perspective was maybe a little urban girl who -hmm. has always wanted a pony and lives in say, I don't know, downtown New York and can't, but maybe, you know, for Christmas Santa will bring her a cowboy hat. And like Port said, that keeps Mm -hmm. her dream alive, you know, but that's what I told her of all the controversial people.
2: <laughs>
1: and like I said, it's not her, you know, it's just sort of her husband and her reputation. That's why I was like, really, Court? Mm-hmm. But, you know, that's partly my age and, you know, what I've seen in the world. <laughs> yeah.
0: yeah, And and I, and I think it's more so. And, I, and that's what I was telling her, too. I was saying. I, I, I was and, and that's why that's I think that's one thing that she really appreciates about you and that's one thing that I've heard from like every any real cowboy or cowgirl knows that they need a person like you in their corner a person who's <laughs> not a yes man and so and that's that's one of the most important things and that's one of the things that makes a cowboy um a cowboy and so and that's is is having someone who when you do something they're not just going to tell you oh yeah like I agree with oh, 100%, right. even if they don't agree with you. And so right. I think one, I think one of the biggest things she appreciated about you is that she knows she can come to you and that you aren't going to sugarcoat it because you're trying to stay on her good side, but you're going to do whatever is best for her, whether she likes it or not. Um, she would
1: agree with that. I have never sugarcoated anything in my life. <laughs> Sometimes <laughs> I say stuff and I'm thinking, Oh, I should have sugarcoated that, but yeah.
2: Mm-hmm. So,
1: and you know, she's very politically correct and I'm sometimes not <laughs> yeah
0: yeah and that's and and that's one thing that's and and I and I look at like my upbringing with like my mom and so like I grew up in the like I grew up in the city but my mom is from Mississippi it's from right. Prince, Mississippi and so she's she was she was always I was raised like a country kid even though I was in the right. city so I was always raised on rules that none of my friends were raised on I had to be right, do, yes, right. Sir, yes ma'am I could have never called anyone older by their first name. I had that, like everyone okay. on my block. I had to call them uncle, auntie, grandma. Like I had to give them some title other than I was not allowed to call an elder person by their first name. Their I wasn't, which is so. very
1: southern, and I love that. I mean, that's yeah. respectful, and so
0: yeah. yeah, and that's and and that's one thing that my mom like like she like she and me and all of my siblings we go to her still to this day and that's because like she's gonna tell us exactly what we need to hear even if we don't even if we don't want to hear it and my mom always my mom talks about me because all of my siblings come to me now because my mom says like i'm like her growing up like i'm the person who like if my siblings do something crazy i feel like it's way more loving for me to tell them what they did crazy and correct them right then and there then yes, man. And tell them, Oh no, you didn't do anything wrong. And watch them do it over and over again. Right.
1: And and fall in the rabbit hole. Exactly. Yeah.
0: (laughs) Yeah. And so I think everyone needs that person in their life. And I think that's one of the biggest things that that she appreciated about you is you being able to, is is just knowing that you're not going to sugarcoat it and you're going to look at look at what, like, if I, if I tell her that this thing that's not okay is okay, this one time she's going to do it again. And I'm just, I'm just hurting her. Right. And so, um, you, so you mentioned that, uh, you mentioned that you grew up on a, on a ranch. So tell me about your upbringing. Cause she told, she also talked a lot about her grandpa. And so pappy, tell me, the a,
1: pappy. yeah, her pappy.
0: <laughs> <laughs> And so, and so tell me a little bit about him because th- that was also a person that she raved about during, during her interview.
1: It's funny because now even I, and I saw him yesterday, I picked him, he and my mom up from the airport, but I now I, and she was the first grandchild. So she named him Pappy, you know, she's the oldest grandchild. And it's so funny because now I call him Pappy too, Pappy and grandma. And I'm like their mom <laughs> and dad, but it's still, if the kids are around, I'm always like Pappy. But no, I had an idyllic childhood that I, you know, at the time you do not appreciate. I was the oldest. I have three younger brothers. You know, we grew up back with then. My dad is, well, I'd be third generation. You know, he, his father started and when my dad grew up, he even, they even had like hogs. I mean, they had hogs, beef. They did a lot of row crop, which we still row cropped as, you know, most of my childhood because, you know, they hadn't invented all the like the corn gluten and stuff. So we did a lot of farming, which was miserable, and my dad hated it. And you know, but you raised to feed your beef, so that was it. But he's always run cattle. You know, he was a, a cowboy like you for a lot of ranches around where he is in Kansas. You know, until saved up to buy his own herd and grew it. And you know, now they he and my the second brother after me, they run a tremendous you know ranch of black cimatal cattle and. Happy is 84, I think he was 84 in July, and still, you know, he's way slower, he has two fake metal hips and a metal shoulder, and been a lot of horse wrecks, and, you know, mm-hmm. loves to watch a good cutting horse, and, and my mom actually was from Wilmette, Illinois, which is a huge North Shore suburb of Chicago, and my dad met her, he went with my, the about to be uncle Larry, who was, you know, dating her older sister and my dad were just drove to Chicago. They were rodeo partners and fell in love with my mom and she rode five gated saddle brand horses. So came, she moved from the city and moved to the Flint Hills and is as ranchy as they come now. And, you know, she was a, a, you know, a total show horse person and lived in town her whole life. And she can work circles around 90% of the world's men. So
0: Yeah. And, and, and that's one thing, that's one thing I love about the older Cowboys. I was talking with the, with the older Cowboy um a couple of months ago, and he was telling me and someone, he was telling me that everyone always asked him. And I think he was about 87 and he was like, and everyone always asked him like when he's going to stop cowboying. And, and his saying is if I don't die in a certain pen, then I didn't die. Right. <laughs> right. <so> he, <laughs> well,
1: exactly. Exactly. And, My brother's but, always afraid he'll be there and dad will like, you know, fall off his horse dead. And I go, that's perfect. That's where, you know, you can't lock him up, <laughs> yeah. so that's the way to go. On your in your saddle, <laughs> yeah.
0: yeah, and 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 I don't think I, and and that's one thing I, I think about like whenever I I think about I think of a person if a person if an older cowboy was to pass away that way, you like even though it'd be sad, you don't know one hundred percent that they died doing, doing what they yeah. love,
2: doing and what he yeah so all he knows.
0: Yeah, and that's, and that's, that's the most satisfying thing ever um,
2: Exactly,
0: to know that, like, if my loved one did pass, they, they passed right. doing, like, I guess the
1: only things. thing easier than dying in your saddle would be just to go to bed at night and not wake up. But, mm-hmm. you know, I'm pretty sure my dad will go out way more rowdy than that.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
0: <Yeah>. <laughs> and so, um, and so Courtney was telling me about a time in her life for about 10 years that she left the Western industry to chase, chase a dream that um, she thought she would be able to include the Western industry in. And then she got to there and they told her, we aren't, we aren't allowing this Western stuff. And so how did you feel first? How did you feel when she left it? And then how did you feel when she told you that she was coming back to it and she was, she was just going to defy all odds and, and, forced the Western community into the big screens.
1: When she left it, it, I don't know. I don't think it hurt my feelings and the work, the thing that most people don't know when she left it and went to work, say in New York and Kansas city and Dallas, the things people didn't know anytime she had a break, she was back here on the ranch. I mean, Mm -hmm. she still could work, you know, work cattle or whatever, but she, really put up her hand and was like, Nope, mom, you know, I'd be like, you should mention. And they got her. I mean, they really, and she went to a couple, like, I don't know what you'd call them journalism, you know, go fancy people who train you how to be the next, you know, Diane Sawyer or whatever. And they were all like, (laughs) you've got to have a gig and it can't be the cowboy thing. And that really ticked me off, Mm
2: -hmm. but she
1: just did it, you know? And then when she came back, it was sort of gradual, And then she actually admitted, she goes, you were, you know, you and dad were right. But I said, you can't take the cowgirl out of yourself. Uh, Are you still there? Yeah, I'm still here. (laughs) What do I need to hit? I have like a phone call coming. (laughs) I uh, can can still hear you. Okay. Anyway, it was like, there you are. Um, (laughs) you know, she just, it, it was gradual, but she started getting, you know, other gigs that, I'd be like, huh, you seem to be at a cattle show or a horse. And it, you know, and man, when she came back, her people stood up for her and it, you know, they, we just scooped her back in, you know, American agriculture needed her and it's been really fulfilling, but yeah, I was not thrilled that she pushed it away, you know, and, It was like she had two separate wardrobes and stuff, basically. And, you know, then I'd go to visit her and I'd be like, what do I wear? (laughs) (laughs) I'm not going to walk around Dallas in my high heels. (laughs) So,
2: Yeah.
0: Yeah, And she and she was saying that that's probably one of her biggest regrets in her life is 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 allowing them to take away um, 10 years of her life where she wasn't allowed to be herself. Right, her identity. Um,
1: but, she hit, yeah. Mm-hmm. She kind of hit her identity and her background.
0: Yeah, yeah, and that's what she was saying, and she was saying. But when she and and I think she said what what made her really push it is, uh, she she tried to take take something about a. It was an agriculture article that she took to her boss, and her boss was like, "Nope, I know. we don't care about this." And so she said she put it on Facebook or something. And it was the
1: wildfires. The, it was yeah. the horrible that burned up most of. It burned up most of western kansas mm-hmm. um Oklahoma and texas and literally the only i was the one who reached out to her i said you guys no one's covering it well mm-hmm. we knew some people in western kansas they lost 400 cows i mean it burned down their homes they oh they mm-hmm. literally were in pickups out racing flames yeah. and i just called her and i said nobody and you know that's what she brought it up at her meeting and they said we didn't want to hear about cowgirl problems and she yeah wrote a uh, pissed off if I can say that word story <laughs> on Facebook uh-huh. and it went viral you know and then the next morning the producer was like well I guess you can tell it and you know then <laughs> they did it and pretty soon it was on the you know big time nighttime news too so mm-hmm. but yeah I mean that's what I said it finally hit home that she could help her her fellow you know agriculture people and she you know then she kind of was like
2: huh <laughs> so yeah.
0: Yeah. And, and speaking with you, since we've been planning this, um, just speak like I'll just like you'll just randomly like like in the middle of our text messages, just start talking about, hey, you need to go and check out Courtney on this and this and this. And it's just so obvious how proud of you are of her. So how did it feel last week when she was she, she had a lot going on in the last in the last couple of weeks where she was keynote speakers of these huge like. How did it feel? Because I saw that she had you at the places like firsthand with her. How does it feel to see her living her dream and just put in the agriculture community just out there in such a big way?
1: The best part of the FFA deal was, which people don't appreciate, but I could always tell. And it, she went back into her old rodeo mode. When Courtney would get ready to do like a major run, like you know, for the buckle or the year end, she was almost hateful to me, and it felt like dawn to me years ago when she was nervous. She, you take it out on the one you love, you know, the horse wasn't right or the saddle was crooked, or, well, and we even learned I had a friend who used to haul with us, and if she seemed kind of like not revved up, I'd have him make her mad, and then if she was mad or stressed, she, you know, I mean, she rode the snot out of her horse. And I could tell it's actually about a month before the FFA deal. I'd hang, I'd literally hang up. She would call me, and that night when Tim or dad would come home, and I go, I don't even know why I talked to her. She's just mad and hateful. Well, it finally dawned on us. She, she was so nervous that mm-hmm. literally we did the cowgirl hall of fame for shorty induction. And then she flew out that night and I flew home and she took her best friend who does all her clothing styling Alex with her because Mm -hmm. her and I would have killed each other. And Alex is just flat can handle her is the same age. But Mm -hmm. once she got through the first time she had, they had her speak twice because the, Lucas Oil will only hold, I don't know, say 35000 So once she got through it that first morning, then she knew it was going to work. But, you know, she just and I kept saying to her, remember, they're young and there's boys and girls. And she kept going, Mom, I know. Well, to be honest, court never rehearses anything. She I said, did you practice this? And she goes, "Nope." they gave me 20 minutes it's lit. And I did it. And I was like, oh but it worked. And, you know, it's such a relief. And she literally went home and it's been at the AQHA world. She goes home, repacks and goes to the NFR and then comes to the NCHA cutting. And maybe at Christmas, she'll take a month off and come to Kansas. We haven't yeah. seen like my mom and dad have not seen her for over a year. I mean, she just, and she's part of it. And I think she's right. She said, well, people are interested in hiring her with what the world's situation is. She goes, I've got to do it. I've got to take the mm-hmm. money, invest it. And I think her real dream, which I don't know if a lot of people know she'd come home and she's going to, you know, buy in with my brother and my dad and own part of that ranch. She's not letting go of it. Yeah. And, you know, like she said, I got to make the money to come in and, you know, help in the future. So yeah.
2: that's always yeah. her
1: dream where she's sucking it away. <laughs> and she is, <laughs> tight with money and she did get that from me (laughs)
0: yeah and and hearing how you and her talk about talk about her pappy I'm pretty sure he he wouldn't want her doing anything else he wouldn't want her to stop to to come over um I'm pretty sure he's he's probably one of her biggest supporters telling her because she's doing because he did a lot he as far as um, back in like the days where he was in his prime of cowboying, he he did what he can. But now, cowboying needs because evolution and everything is going on, and think times are changing. You need the Courtney DeHos now, um, within the agriculture community. Oh, yeah. Now, just no. cowboying is not going to be enough. Just having a ranch is not going to be enough with everyone trying to shut down all the ranches and and exactly. say that agriculture is doing these so she's a very very important part to the agriculture community and i i think I th- and and so even though she haven't been there to see him she's doing something that's going to help his legacy live on forever um and so Warren. i think that's that's equally as important
1: and like she always says agriculture is really bad about speaking to agriculture and that's what she's always you know like we go to the national beef you know, Cattlemen's Beef Association year. And that's what she said. We're all preaching to each other and we've got to get out there and, you know, scoop in the people who are, who want to become us, help them. You know, there's a lot of people who would like to come and maybe just have 10 cows and you physically and feasibly can't afford it right now. And that's what court said. We need to scoop those people up. We need to help moms realize that our products we wouldn't feed to our own children that we love our own children just as much as a city mom who's questioning and that's what you know i think and my dad is he definitely would support that that's what he said you know people like him never leave the ranch yeah and you know that's what he said we've got to have those people out there keeping us supported and you know
2: mm-hmm.
1: helping people who have questions answering them so
0: yeah yeah and i 100 percent I agree with that so then. With with her reaching all of these big milestones um, in such this short time, um, with her still being so young and she's just reaching milestone after milestone after milestone, have you had a moment, like, tell us about a moment where you just looked around, looked at where she brought you to, look at where she was at and just thought, like, just thought, like, how amazing she was. Like, tell us about a moment where you just thought... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> like you just had, like, you just realized everything around you was just surreal.
1: <laughs> um, I'm not sure I've ever had that moment because, you know, I was made or do 4-H talks, made her do Angus mm-hmm. talks, you know, I was always pushing her buttons to do that. Um, Like take, I've been to two national cattleman's beef, you know, I would have never got to do that. The cowgirl hall of fame, Mm -hmm. you know, I've been to places with her that I'm just like, wow, that, you know, I wouldn't have ever got to attend. But to me, she's still just, she's just my kid. I mean, I, you know. She's just a normal kid. And that's the one thing which she really enjoyed at the FFA. <laughs> and I'll tell this story. It was so funny. She said, you know, the kids all got to touch her and wanted. And it to her, that's what she said. It was so odd. She goes, why do you want a picture with me? Why, you know, to her, she's just a normal, you know, God fearing little cowgirl from Kansas. I mean, she really still is. But she said mm-hmm. the first day, and I think it was after her speech, she said the hotel and the, um, then you have like a walkway, and her and Alex were on the hotel side, and they actually had like men that, you know, two I don't know what you'd call them bodyguards, which we thought were <laughs> hysterical. She goes, They pick you up at the airport, and all well, it turned out FYI, she really needed them. But mm-hmm. she said, I hear my name, and it's Courtney. Courtney, and she says, You know, there's four lanes of fast city traffic. And she says, We look over, and like she said, now that she's 32, she's old as she called it a little boy who was a high school kid is running through traffic oblivious court said it's like watching a bad movie she said (laughs) the two men are like oh my land we're gonna watch this little boy be splattered and people are honking and she said he is yelling her name zigzagging through the traffic and he finally (laughs) makes it to the side and he gets a hold of her and court says we're all just like and one of the men says do you know him and she says no and the little boy goes can I have your picture? And, I, and she said to her, Alex, he was with her. She goes, you know, you're old when he wanted a picture with me because it's my, his mom, is his biggest, her biggest fan. Oh, it's just oh. crack, man. <laughs> I just keep teasing. Her. I got to remember court. Now you're some little boy's mom's biggest person, but you know, <laughs> she just, to me, she's just normal. You know, at the NCBA people take a hold of her and say, can you come speak? And she's, Got that good fly off the cuff, you know, can. And but she's just a kid, she's just a mm-hmm. girl, you know. She yeah. still blows snot when no one's looking in the middle of Dallas on a sidewalk. And you know, mm-hmm. she's as yeah. cowgirl as she can be. I see her do stuff <laughs> in her apartment that I'm like, oh my, <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah. But and yeah. you know, that's you
1: can't take the country out of the kid, let's face it, <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah.
0: And you know, that's actually, um, like really big to say. And that's just because being that like you see her and all of these big things. And it's just like, I, like, I knew it. I like, that tells you that this just this has always been her. She's, she's never changed from the moment that she, she was growing up. Um, Because like you, you say, like, I just look at her and I just see my child. Like I just see my daughter. Right. I knew she was going to be able to do this.
2: That's,
0: that's, that's, that's a, a really big compliment to say just because, it, it shows everyone because I, she she also said that she struggled with a lot of people who look at her now and see how she dressed and they go like, oh, she's she's not capable of this and she's not capable of that. Right. But the person who knows her most is like, I don't see her any different right now. I don't, like, I don't, I, I, I'm amazed, you're amazed by it, but you're not shocked by it because you always knew she was going to do big things just right. because of who who she always was. And that's I think that's just a big thing to to for her to hear and for everyone to hear that the girl who every who certain people see her and see how she's dressed and thinks, oh, she probably just tried to jump jump into agriculture and everything. And it's like the person who knows her most is telling you guys that like she's always been this way. She's always like it it doesn't shock, shock her family the places she's been to the hall of fames and the FFA's and all of that stuff. It doesn't shock her family because that's who she is. That's who she's always, always drink like, that's who you all, you always knew she was going to do something big, even if you didn't know what her, like her cowboy and has always stayed the same. And also at the same time, you guys don't see it any different because she didn't change. And I know it's like a big saying that like people get a little bit of fame and, they let it go to their head and they start no, like definitely
2: treating family not
0: and, and everything. <laughs> still and
1: still yeah. turning around to see who's, who are they talking to? And I'm like, I think they want to talk to you. And she's like, why? No, mm-hmm. I just don't see the little kid who like, you know, at dark would be like, can I tie the goat one more time, mom? I'm like, no, it's sleeting. I'm tired of standing. You know, she, she practiced everything. Her younger sister, God gave her a writing ability. That's unreal. Courtney worked for every dang thing. She, you know, practiced rodeo stuff, like I said, until midnight when I was just like, I don't even care anymore, (laughs) you know. (laughs) She worked hard on her show cattle, you know, and that's, she just, it's the same, but it still cracks both of us up when people like reach out and touch her or say, can I have a picture? And then we always are like, of who? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, and this is the other funny thing that get that if you want to know the true girl. So we come from the Cowboy Hall of Fame. She's sweaty, you know, she rinses off does the wet hair bun puts on her fancy lady ball cap, we race to the airport. Her and Alex get ready to get on the plane, and the entire plane, and she has her glasses on, took her contacts out. The entire plane is FFA kids going. And Court's like, my (laughs) land. She goes, Mom. And Alex goes, It's okay, Court. Nobody even knows who you are. And she was right. They never even knew. She's like, I should have put on makeup. I should have like put my (laughs) and I'm like, just keep your head tipped down. And she said those kids didn't have a clue. But she worried, that's the kind of stuff that mortified her. She just kept thinking. I'm the speaker and look at me. I just look like a normal person with what, you know, and it really bothered her and it tickled the dickens out of Alex and I, we were like, look at you on the plane with all these kids. And you know, that's what Courtney said. They never even noticed her. And Mm -hmm. you know, but we, yeah, we were like, we told you, you should have brushed your hair. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah.
0: Yeah. And, and one thing that really amazed me was that, because you'll see, you'll see, like the the cowgirl hall of fame um with with shorty that's like a really big thing and you'll see that i'm almost guaranteed that most most kids if they were to do that they would take a friend or or someone else with them to it but when I saw the the behind the scenes and I saw you beside her throughout that entire thing, that, thing, that, that told me everything I needed to know about, about Courtney and who she was. That- well, I
1: might've invited myself even. I was not <laughs> missing Shorty. I love Shorty and Bobby and, you know, mm-hmm. Courtney got to know him through Oklahoma state. They were the, you know, first rodeo sponsors and, Yeah. No, I mean, we had a big old time and it was very cool. So Mm
2: -hmm. yeah,
1: Yeah. I didn't get an option to take a friend. I think I just overrode and flew into Dallas.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And and, and, that's the kind
1: of relationship we have.
0: (laughs) mm -hmm. Yeah. And so, um, what, what do you, because Courtney also, like you, you've brought out how she still struggles with a lot of, a lot of, a lot of things. And there's a lot of cowgirls and she, and she tries to, and like on my podcast, she was trying to tell them like, um, cause it's a lot of cowgirls that look up to her and she, and one of her biggest messages that she tries to push is that she's not perfect as well. She, she still goes through struggles. She still, um, struggles with a, a lot of things. And so what is, what is because um, she doesn't like like even though she struggles with a lot of things it seems like she overcomes them and overcomes them so has she always been the type of person who she she takes a problem head on um, every single time it comes and and how is how is that process have you like how is how is her how is her. Her she's, grown
1: in, she's grown into that like in mm. like for instance rodeo she used to i'd walk in our living quarter trailer and there'd be 30 bible verses scotch tape to the fridge that she would you know when she'd get in a slump and couldn't tie a goat or you know kept hitting she would you know and i she's and like i said she gets wound up angry when she's not doing well which then it seems to feed and work better mm-hmm. but she really she's always been conscientious of what other people think. And she, I think the older she gets and as an, you know, as a mom, now I say, the older you get, the less you give a hoot about that. Mm -hmm. But She's getting better about that. You know, she still doesn't want to ever hurt anyone's feelings. She still would never speak politically about anything, you know, even though she might think it's wrong, but Mm -hmm. I mean, that's what her, You know, her thing is that's what she goes, I want these kids to thrive. And she said, if you have to leave your dad's ranch and go work at a shoe store, or if you leave your dad's ranch and you're a doctor, you're still have that in your body just like she does, you know. And that's what no, I'm very proud of her. She just she just wants agriculture to win. And so that's what she said. If we don't encourage these kids and motivate them the way financially stuff is there's it's going to end we're going to be you know gone so that yeah i'm very proud of that that she just keeps fighting for that the next two generations you know
0: yeah so and and what does what does her her pappy have to say about about everything she's doing
1: oh he's still just her pappy he never stops telling dirty jokes and teasing her and (laughs) he's totally proud and the only thing my dad ever does which you can always tell he puts his arm around you and he pats your arm like two little pat-pats. And that's his mm-hmm. thing with any, with all his loved kids. But he's so proud. I mean, he's proud of, he has the best bunch of grandkids, you know, and mm-hmm. it's so funny. There, all of us have girl, two girls, except thank goodness. My youngest brother has a little boy or there'd been no boys left in the, oh, wow. <laughs> my dad's like, what's the deal of all these girls, but, you know, they. And so he, no, he's thrilled. And I hope to take him, you know, to the faturity cutting in Fort worth and he'll get to see her and, you know, she's going to do the open finals commentary, I guess. And that will be a big deal between the cutting horses and seeing her on his favorite sport. And and also the bull that having top dollar, Oh, my land, my dad was a bull rider. You know, he just, he was has watched the PBR since the day it came to TV and that, to just know that you know his grandkid got involved in that—that that is pretty dang cool. That's way cooler than probably anything else she's done. He mm. is a bull riding, you know, through and through. So he's pretty proud that she has a bull, and you know, he's kind of in on one of our maiden bulls and is very excited about that. So,
0: yeah, and I and I was about to ask you, um, I was about to ask you about that. Like, what was the conversation? like when she was, when she said, Hey, I just bought a, a, a buck and bull. He
1: he was, first of all, we were all like, you what? And then, <laughs> I mean, literally. And it, it was a God thing. It totally was a God circle. You know, Katie approached Courtney and got her in there to sort of have Courtney bring, you know, more female to the, well, the people we've got to meet through it have been unreal. And then, you know, Katie and Laramie just went on to have whoopah the, you know, Mm-hmm. Champion bull at the PBR, he and Jose, you know, broke records. And it's, but they're just like court. They're normal, good kids. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it just, but yeah. And we've learned so much between top dollar and then having show cattle. You talk about polar opposites. You know, it's just like a runner top dollar on show day gets two bites of nothing. And, you know, on show day, a uh, show heifer, we fill her up with alfalfa and we want her as heavy and as full. And it's really been, a, a cool learning experience, you know mm. they're all beef, but they're all handled totally different and you know top dollar yeah. loves port and Katie, and it's been really, really cool, so just yeah. another part of the ag industry that she got into that you know wouldn't try you
2: it it cut out for a little bit there.
0: But yeah, whenever whenever I was saying whenever I was saying that she owned a, a bucking bull, I was like, Oh wow. <laughs> I, was, I was like, I didn't even know this. I didn't like she she hadn't told me anything about it on the podcast. And I just saw in her story one day about top dollar and I was like, oh man, she, she got a lot of layers to her that, that she, you wouldn't know. She
2: loves that
1: to- she loves that bull like as, as much as she loves the horse. So I mean she, you know, it's amazing. And he's not, you know, he's not tame or anything, but that's what it's, she just got in it and it's a good bunch of people. And, you know, there's a lot of ladies involved in it that are flanking bulls that we've got to know. And it's a, it's a, it's a cool deal. So,
0: yeah. Yeah. I was saying, I was saying, um, I don't know if, uh, if she, um, like, because I just saw recently, I saw, after I saw her with the, with the bull, I saw that Katie Bill Brown, Uh, from Ranch Water also also has a bull and I was just
1: bought a bull court talked her into it and she just bought part of the bull with Katie and Laramie too
2: so
0: yeah yeah, I saw that and I was like I was like man she and I I didn't I didn't know if it was for sure but I was like I'm pretty sure uh Courtney got Katie Katie, uh, to (laughs) to, to buy this bull and so and it, it was very interesting to to see that I met uh, well, whenever I shot the ranch order commercial, right. Um, I had, I had no idea who Katie bill Brown was and she was there the entire time. I had no idea that she was the owner of ranch order and um, that
1: she's also owner of the ranch. I mean, she's a ranch yeah. girl too.
0: Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. And so, and we were on her ranch. I had already met her grandfather and everything and still had no idea who she was. And, and, and she like every, cause everybody, everyone was dressed. Like, of course it, they had a bunch of cowboys out there, which right. is, they had us, and then they had a lot of cowboy extras um, wow. around. And so every, and then they had the California crew, but they are, they I guess because they were shooting cowboys, they went and bought cowboy hats and everything for like to film us. And they knew nothing about it. But then Katie, you know, they were just walking around with like regular clothes on and everything. And I'm wow. like, and they were always with Ryan Bingham. Like every time we would see Ryan, like every time Ryan wasn't with us, her and some other girls were with him. And I just thought they came with Ryan and they were like his makeup crew or something. <laughs> Until no, Katie third.
1: would be the owner.
0: Yeah, yeah. And she and and I had no idea because she was just always a Ryan and, and everything and, and, she,
1: and she's little too. She's a little mm-hmm. sprite. So it makes yeah. it even funnier to know that she's actually the ranch owner and mm-hmm. the ranch water owner. Yeah, and
0: whenever <laughs> whenever we saw it, whenever I didn't I didn't know who she was until the very until I was leaving the set on the very last day. I was on my way to my hotel and I, I was on my way to my truck and she like ran over and cut me off her and the the group of people that she was that she was with the entire time like ran over and cut me off. She was like, "Hey." And I was like, "Huh?" And she was like, "I heard you met my grandfather." And I was like, <laughs> "Who are you?" <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, "I did." And she was like, "Yeah, he he said you went to the headquarters." And I'm like, I have no idea. I I still have no idea who who she
2: is. <laughs> who what are she's you, tiny about. little lady? <laughs>
0: and then and then and then she was like, "Yeah, the first day," and and I didn't know that. Like, she called their the the main ranch house. She had, she called the big house the the headquarters. We just call it the big house where I'm from. And so, <laughs> <laughs> so like the actual house everybody stays in on the ranch, we just right. call it the big house. And so when she said the headquarters, I was like. Because I went to the wrong location the first day, and so that's how I met her grandfather. Because right. the first day, um, they just said it was at Calamity Creek Ranch, so I just googled right. it. I didn't press the actual link they sent me, so I googled it and then I showed up and the grand and I ended up talking with the grandfather for about ten minutes. Um, and then she was like, "I heard you met my grandfather. He was bragging on you, talking about how much he loved you and how much he couldn't wait to see you in the commercial." And and, and I'm like, "I'm still clueless." You're because still going. Who is yeah, this because, tiny I, girl? because I talked to him like a couple of days ago, and with everything that had happened between then and there, like the commercial, right. was, I forgot all about that interaction, and I didn't even know he was the owner of the ranch. I just, I didn't even know that. Like, I just thought he was because he was riding around on a golf cart, and so I just thought he was like a guy that was that was there, part and, of
2: the production. And then
0: she, and then she was talking and talking, and the entire time we we're talking, I still have no idea who she is until the very end um i found out who she was is at the end of the conversation i was like oh okay like <laughs> but it was funny because none of us knew who she was and everyone everyone was like i think the the owner's not here but i think the owner like all the cowboys had a million stories to say about her like i think she started ran- i think her grandfather started ranch order like years ago and then he just gave it to her or something all of these crazy stories were going on and then um And and then we finally got like to the bottom of it, and Courtney was talking about how she interviewed her and she told them the full story on her podcast of how Ranch Order got started and everything. And then I saw Courtney with a bull, and then I saw it, and then right after that, I saw Katie with a bull, and I was like, I'm pretty sure Courtney got got Katie to survive. That was
1: what. Katie came to Courtney's event and stood by the cutout of Top Dollar, and the next thing we knew, that's what. You know, and then it's confusing because Katie Pershbacher, who owns top dollar, mm-hmm. that's what the Katie's now, you know, are friends. And actually, I think they they did a fancy lady, you know, bucking club and they sold, mm-hmm. I think we did three bulls and each one had 25 shares. And oh, wow. 90% of them were ladies. So it's really cool. And you know, ladies are mm-hmm. flanking bulls now and it's an exciting deal. So, yeah. And
0: that's one thing that, and, and that's why I keep on talking about like the milestones that, mm-hmm. that she's setting and the transsetter, the trendsetter word that I use is because she's just do, like, whenever she does something, instead of her being selfish and being like, I want to be the only lady to, I want to be able to say, like, oh, I'm the only lady who owns this bull, or I'm the only lady who does this, or I'm the only lady who does that. Her entire movement is to, make like to empower every cowgirl she possibly can to 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 try to get every cowgirl she possibly can to be all they can be and that's one thing that that really shows her upbringing um and how you guys raised her is that she's humble enough to know um she's humble enough to know and smart enough to know that like it it means nothing if you're the only person if you've got all of this for only you to be the only girl who got yeah. past, it, it means yeah. nothing to her goal. And so her goal means nothing to her if multiple girls aren't able right. to follow
1: her footsteps. Actually, actually, Katie Bill Brown was one of Court's first podcast and court. I don't even know how she found her, but to mm-hmm. Court, Katie Bill Brown is an idol. She's mm-hmm. another rank girl, went off to New York, got married, got out of it and came mm-hmm. back to it. And that's what, and is so smart and court just, you know, court uses Katie as a sounding board a lot and Katie's Mm -hmm. just enough ahead of her, you know, that, but that's what, no, you know, that's what court said. She could not do this alone without, you know, I bet there's 50 women that, and they're not all naturally like Alex and like Daniela. I mean, a lot of them are not ag at all, but that's what Mm -hmm. court said. They jumped in, they support, they're excited, you know, it's just a neat and, you know, that's what Court said. Her next goal is we got to get these young boys, you know, mm-hmm. your men. That's what she said, you know, and we click keeps teasing her about what the men's line is going to say. And we still haven't figured out. We don't want you to be fancy. Like she goes, you can't be fancy lady cowboys. You can't be a fancy cow. You know, we haven't figured <laughs> out, but if someone comes up with the perfect t-shirt, you know, that's mm-hmm. what she said. You've got to have keep these men in there, you know? Yeah.
0: Yeah. And that's, and that's one thing that I've, that I've brought out um, that I absolutely love about the cowgirl movement is these days you see a lot of feminist like movies and their, and their mindsets is kick out the men and bring in the girls. And the one thing I really, really love and appreciate about the cowgirl, the true cowgirl is that they're, they still mention, like she still mentions that she wouldn't be anywhere without the man in her life her Pappy. That oh, right. she wants these men to, to do this. And I was talking with like Jenna Paulette and she bragged about her grandpa. Her
2: grandpa. Oh and, yes. yeah.
0: And and everyone, and and that's one thing I really appreciate and love about the cowgirl is that they're not trying to push out the cowboy. They're still showing yes. appreciation to the cowboy. They're just trying to be represented more within the agriculture community and right, that's one thing i love about them is they still give kudos and give their props to the men in their life that that pushed them and made sure that they were they were they are they are as strong as they are today and i agree with that 100 percent. right
1: i mean yeah courtney's like she said she's never met a bad cowboy let's face it mm-hmm. you know i think it it helps the ladies might get more Time to speak, you know, for agriculture, because a lot of times the men can't get away. So, you know, that's another aspect that their court gets to go talk when, you know, Pappy's home calving and things. So, yeah, I mean, but no, we, you can't lose the cowboy or we're, there's no America without a cowboy, let's face it.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and I always tell people, I always try to, I always tell people like the cowgirl is needed. I'm like, because the cowgirl has like, first of all, the cowgirl has uh, like right now, everyone, e- brands that can care less about agriculture want cowgirls on their brand. Like they don't know anything about cow agriculture. Right. Like Adidas has no idea what, what a cowboy well, is.
1: Why Beyonce was wearing cow- the hat. exactly? Yeah, yeah. <laughs>
0: they're making cowboy brands just for cow like just for just to put the cowgirl out there and I was I was saying right now the cowgirl is the biggest voice in the world right now and so cowgirls are cowgirls are, are definitely needed and voices outside of just the ranch like just just the cowboys on the ranch is is really needed because right now is like like right now they have the plants going up and they have all of these things that they're trying to push the cowboy away so if no one starts speaking for the cowboy in a couple of years the cowboy is going to be non-existent because no one is
2: exactly no one is stopping
0: what what the world is trying to do to the cowboy so i like like you're like uh pappy said like you need the voices um you need the voices the voices too you can't just have the cowboy who can't leave the ranch you need the cowboy right
2: exactly leave
0: the ranch as well and and speak on our behalf versus for a long time the cowboys just stay quiet because first of all we don't have time to, to right you out. have your
1: head down you're working
2: exactly yeah.
0: so, and so most cowboys like we just we just say it don't it don't matter but it's getting to a point where like you have to speak up like we have to have people speaking up for us we have to have people fighting for us because next thing you know, in a couple of years, they're going to just start shutting down ranches and shutting down this. Right. And shutting down We're
2: going to disappear. Yeah. Exactly. And, and if,
0: yeah. And then also, I think about the fact that if they can, every year, every day, they're making new rules and new
2: <laughs>
0: for, for ranchers and everything. And I, and I say, if you don't have a cowboy in that room helping make those rules, then those rules want want make sense to to the rancher so that's that's also a reason why you need the the cowboys that are leaving the ranch or the cowgirls that are leaving the ranch because
2: exactly because
0: yeah to to speak for you because if you have a bunch of people who who only thing they know about ranching is the things they read in the books and they're the ones making the rules on on ranching right (laughs) we're we're
1: we're screwed basically to be rude we're screwed yeah, yeah,
0: yeah, Definitely. and so I agree 100 with Pappy like that. You need and and with what Courtney's doing is that you need the voices of agriculture just as much as you need the cowboy that's out there every single day in the field right. on the hor- horseback. And so, um, I I that's one thing that I I love about um what she's doing and the message that she's that she's pushing. So then my last question is, what is your advice for? Um, not only the fancy lady cowgirls, but just the cowboys in general, because like you said, your daughter, she isn't she isn't adding like a gender within her, like she's looking for a way to include the boys too. She wants every cowboy, everyone that's supporting AG to um succeed within it. So what is your advice to all of the the, the newer generation, the younger generation? What is your advice to to us and them?
1: Um To remember that everything on social media is glorified. It's not true. And Mm -hmm. to succeed in agriculture, cowboy, cowgirl, pork, swine, you know, same species, lamb, whatever, you have to work. You've got to, like, and I heard you on a podcast the other day. The number one thing is your animals have to mean everything to
2: you. Mm -hmm. Even
1: though they may go to market, you know, and your horse, you have to take care of it. These kids have got to learn that all the animal, livestock comes before chore you know the chores come before dinner it's you're going to have to work you yeah. have to be smart and invest you know social media is all cool and fine but it's not the real world and mm-hmm. you're also going to have to have a, a, a voice you're going to have to get out there and speak for your generational ranches you know there's so some kids who may not have the livestock they need to get into the political aspect of it mm-hmm. But, yeah. you know, it's going to take us all and we've got to unite. It doesn't matter what species of animal you're raising.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Agriculture has to stick together and they'll, you know, it's not any different than the political climate. Now, if they can separate us, it's easier to take down one entity at a time. So, you know, support all aspects, all kinds of meat, you know, all kinds of rodeo. You We're going to have to unite and, you know, be strong. We're way stronger together. So. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And I agree with that 100 percent, especially especially the beginning that you said that you you're going to have to work. And I think that's one thing that um, the newer generation struggles big, with is, right. is having to work. And I think I, I think I said it to, to Courtney, I, I was speaking with a with the older uh, cowgirl one day. And she was telling me like, one of the things she was, she was like, one of the things I appreciate about you, about you, but I don't like about your generation. She was like, is she was like, you are, she was like, you, you want to serve more than you want to be served. She was like, but the newer generation, they want to be served
2: more than
0: they want to serve. And I think that's one of the most important things is like like you said, a cowboy. Like you said at the beginning, that um, a cow a cowboy is is a is a humble person. You think e- everyone who is who's raised a true cowboy was raised is 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 going to be humble? It's going to be, and that's just because that's who we, that's who a cowboy is. A cowboy is never going to be trying right. to be in the front of everything. A cowboy is never going to think they're better than than anyone else. And a cowboy is always, no matter how big a cowboy gets, they're like like Jenna Paulette was. I was talking with her, and she was saying that um like even when she's at a show she won't allow before she leaves the show she goes in and cleans up her own her own oh
1: definitely exactly and
0: and she was like and that's just something that she that she like she was like she doesn't care how big she gets she wants to she wants to stay humble enough to not think that she can't she can't do things like that so she was like so whenever I, I leave a show as soon as I leave the stage I go back to my room and I clean it And she's like, and I make sure I leave everything in a presentable way and all of these things. And she was just like, because I don't want, I don't never want to be too big for, for anything. And that's, and that's just a cowboy way of never like you, like a cowboy isn't even, isn't even comfortable with being served. (laughs) Like we don't even realize Like, like when we're being served, it makes us extremely uncomfortable when all the attention is on us or for, right. something that, for something partly, that's on.
1: that sort of pegs up Courtney. i think mm-hmm. sometimes the, the attention she's embarrassed she's like well yeah. you know i pick up the feed sacks just like the other guy you know i've mm-hmm. been like she's been known to sit on a porch and not take her cover all, off in a blizzard at two in the morning because we're just mm-hmm. too tired and we're going to go out in an hour you know i mean yeah. that's what these next generation they're going to have to do it it's not going to get any easier it's going to get harder so if yep. you want to make a commitment you know you're gonna have to not sleep and buckle down
2: Mm -hmm. but
1: yeah respect and humility hard work courage it's gonna take courage this next generation you're gonna have to be courageous to pull this Mm -hmm. off
2: yeah yeah
0: and and especially because and and i think this is one of the most important generations coming up within the agriculture community because back like back in the day, no one was trying, most of the people were cowboys. And so, right,
2: right. And so, and nobody was no trying one to, was take trying it to shut it down.
0: No one was trying <laughs> exactly. to take it away. But now, now is when we need to stand up more than ever because right. at this point, everyone, like the entire world is basically against the cowboy right. outside of. One to show us off but when it comes to what we actually have to do day in and day out they want us to represent their brands and they want to put us on the front of these magazines and tvs but then they don't want us to cowboy they don't want us to, to to. they do don't want
1: us though. yeah so you know they don't want the climate affected by us yeah, and they, uh-huh. don't, they forget that you know the grocery stores are going to be empty anyway and when there's nothing
2: mm-hmm. and that's
1: another part of uniting it's not just going to be beef that disappears there's going to be no pork no eggs no chicken no mm-hmm. milk you know yeah. and crops i mean agriculture is plants too y'all mm-hmm. might like your almond milk but if we take yeah. us all out there's not going to be all almond milk you know mm-hmm. no avocados and yeah. that's part of we need some of these maybe that next generation of ffa kids we need some politicians we're going to remember their roots and get out there and fight for yeah. us
0: yeah and, and and i agree with that 100 that like they're just going to have to work right <laughs> right now is the yeah
2: it's the time that actually
0: you're going to have the cowboy and whether you're on a ranch or off the ranch, you're going to have to cowboy. Right. Right. <laughs> so I agree. 100%. Um, so thank you, Cindy, for coming on to my podcast, letting us know, um, a little bit more about your daughter, yourself, your family's legacy, and just giving us all of the, the wisdom, um, from, from your, from you and to this newer generation, is there anything else you'd like to say before we before we end this podcast? And
1: no, I just really was thrilled and enjoyed, and I've listened to all your podcasts so far. I'm excited for you. Proud you. of you. It's been really a neat, you know. Yeah, I was gonna say, if there's any way I can help you or any of your listeners, I, you know, from an old lady, old lady ranchers perspective, I'm here. <laughs> so no, good. I'm proud of I'm proud of you, Antonio. It's a cool Thank deal you. you're doing.
0: Thank so. you. And and if anyone wants to to pick her brain and and get um any of her wisdom rubbed off on you, I'll put her Instagram um tag in the description of this podcast right here so that you guys can reach out to her for any questions <laughs> you have, any advice you have, or just to be your friend and follower and see all of Courtney's behind the scenes.
2: <laughs> thank so, you.
0: <laughs> thank you. Uh thank you for uh coming on to the podcast and I'll talk to you later.
1: Thank you, dear.